Kate Hiscox is founder and chief executive of Drive Markets, a fintech startup that operates a crypto and fiat exchange and other things too. Kate's company recently announced an investment from the entrepreneur Calvin Eyre, the owner of CoinGeek and a leading backer of Bitcoin SV. Drive Markets is planning to process its transactions on the Bitcoin SV blockchain. The integration of Bitcoin with existing financial institutions, structures and regulations was one of the themes at CoinGeek's recent Toronto conference. Kate spoke at the conference and Drive Markets is a great example of that integration since Kate stresses the experience of her team in the conventional financial sector and the way her company wants to offer the kinds of tools and facilities for crypto that are available to those in existing financial markets. You're listening to CoinGeek Conversations with Charles Miller. So Kate, thank you very much for doing CoinGeek Conversations. Okay, happy Um, to be here. Let's start at the beginning. Drive Pay is a part of Drive Markets. Mm-hmm. So let's start with what is Drive Markets? So Drive Market Drive, in fact, is a company we're building a, a suite of interlocking products within financial services. Um, we started with Drive Markets, which is an institutional crypto and fiat currency exchange um, that's really designed to entice traders from the Forex markets over to come and trade crypto. Foreign exchange. Yeah, yeah. So the foreign exchange markets trade about $5 trillion every day. So their volumes are considerably more than crypto. Uh, We feel that the crypto markets can grow to that, but you need to bring those traders over. And they're used to a certain infrastructure and tools, a certain experience. And so our exchange is really designed for them. Would you be wanting them to be trading in the currencies that they're trading in now or switching to trading between cryptocurrencies? Trading, yeah, we offer, we offer a, a little bit of both, both FX and CX. Um, the key thing CX, here, CX meaning uh, crypto, so trading whether it's foreign exchange, exchange or crypto. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they sort of have the best of both worlds. But the key thing is we've seen these traders want, want to come and trade in the crypto markets um, they can know they can make more money a lot you can make more money trading crypto in a day versus a week in foreign exchange and lose it too um but uh, foreign exchange traders are very very professional um they make you know a tremendous living and but they're used to a certain professional grade of tools uh, to do their trading with and they also use things like high frequency algorithms this kind of thing to be able to trade so so just a much more sort of professional level um, a lot, the, the majority of it, crypto exchanges today don't offer the types of tools um, that these traders need, the right sort of infrastructure. Uh, drive markets can handle 2.5 million trades per second, for example, versus most other exchanges that can't do that. So it was about building something that would give foreign exchange traders the opportunity to come and trade within the crypto markets. Okay, here's a very naive question. Sure, there's been an awful lot of speculation in the crypto markets. Um, by doing what you just talked about, aren't you going to make the problem of crypto volatility just worse than it is now? Well, volatility actually for traders is wonderful. Well, yes, <laughs> actually, but is it good for people using the currencies? Um, when you say using, you mean holding the currencies? or? Well, the whole focus of Bitcoin SV is to get applications Mm -hmm. that will allow ordinary people to use it in the real world. Mm -hmm. Part of the drawback at the moment for that taking place is its volatility, I would have thought. Um, No, I I, I wouldn't say so. I think when when you're thinking about Bitcoin SV in terms of the blockchain itself, 
um, that's that's uh, a robust enterprise solution that can be built upon, uh, including DriPay. In fact, we're building on on the Bitcoin SV blockchain. The price of BSV, the currency itself, um, it's like I really don't think crypto differs much from again foreign exchange or stocks. Uh, you see a lot of speculation in the markets. I think Drive. Drive Markets actually takes a little bit more of a responsible approach. I think by uh, you know our our target um, our target clients, our traders, are these are people that do this for a living, right? And uh, and understand how to trade, understand the risks of losses, just know their jobs. I mean, could it possibly be the case that friction in the market at the moment mm-hmm. produces volatility, and that when you've got a more frictionless, a more professional foreign exchange or exchange traders that things will sort of even out very quickly possibly yeah possibly so i think um for sure as you say it's more more entrance coming to the market uh, volatility could lessen but we see you know i traded in in I've, I've traded in the stock markets for years i have another company that's public um here on the toronto exchange and even in the stock markets you know you see a, a lot of volatility at times it's all driven by news catalysts that could be Perhaps Donald Trump says something, or something and, and the markets go crazy, right? Yeah, um, or Brexit, right? And we see the yeah. USD, you know, British pound pricing just go, yeah. you know, fly around. Well, sure, so I think there's always, it's, yeah. all, it's all good. It's all good. And they know what to spot. And as I say, especially with our, our traders, who, as I say, tend to do this for a living, they're a little bit more um, uh, trained and educated and experienced versus a lot of new people that come to trade crypto. Yeah, there's, there's risk, definitely, for sure. I read the Michael Lewis book about high frequency trading, right, right. and it's a sort of it's such an eye opener. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are you, are you enabling? You mentioned high frequency yeah. trading. Are, are you, in order to enable that on 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 your exchange, mm-hmm. do you have to put in all those cables and have people cluster yeah, close together as? To reduce by a microsecond the the, the transition. You can, yeah, yeah. No, that's actually that's a fantastic question. I um, our, we work with a company called First Derivatives out of Ireland. They're one of the biggest solution providers for the FX currency markets, uh, both drive markets and actually, in fact, BitMEX uh, uh, run on First Derivatives too. So we have um, our infrastructure is, is managed by them. It's extremely fast, very robust, highly secure. Um, the in terms of some, I'm, I'm just wondering, is it, it's a question I'm going to ask my team if someone can co-locate inside essentially the, the first uh, derivatives facility. But we have algos now, we have clients now that have uh, connected um, high frequency algos that perform those, that trading. Uh, the Michael Lewis book, as you said, it was, it's very interesting. Having, I mean, it, it's in any industry, we're bringing computers to, to obviously perform certain roles and it was inevitable with, with trading. And so um, most of, I think, probably more than 95% of trading in the stock markets right now are done by computers, by, by algos. Um, and we'll see the same in, and in Forex, and we'll see the same for sure come into crypto, but just most crypto exchanges can't cope with that kind of high volume. A lot of the exchanges were built, they cho- chose to build rather than work with uh, companies like First Derivatives. And so they've got sort of a slow, unreliable infrastructure. You hear about hacking all the time, this type of thing. Um, whereas Drive Markets is, uh, we have something that's extremely secure by advent of the fact that we've chosen to work with the best companies in the world to provide uh, that infrastructure. Can I just ask you a little bit about your background? Sure. Because you, presumably like almost everyone else in, in, in this business, 
were not aware of crypto and had a successful career mm-hmm. in the more in your case in more in the more conventional mm-hmm. side of the financial industry. How mm-hmm. did you get sort of from there to here? We, yeah, we had so I um, drive is my my sixth company now. We um, so you're a serial entrepreneur. Serial entrepreneur. Yeah, I was a software engineer in a, a previous life to that. Uh, so I've always been fascinated by technology. Actually, the bulk of my career was was spent in supply chain. Um, my company, as I said, my, my other company, uh, Venzi, is um, public here in Canada. It's, it works within supply chain to connect, tr- to try and get different systems within supply chain to actually talk to each other. So data flows between suppliers and retailers. Um, personally, in terms of my kind of Bitcoin story, everybody has one. Mine started in 2012. More out of a fascination of what is what, what is this? What's What's the... Um, what's the technology just wanting to understand um, um, what Bitcoin was what its function would be and yeah just became really um, pretty pretty obsessed with that and as we um, in my in my other company we started to look at in the same way as we were trying to connect different systems within supply chain different databases and have them talk to each other when they wouldn't normally um, we started well what's what's the impact of blockchain networks then will we have a blockchain network to us in some ways just another kind of database and so it's a what's the impact going to be to that we did started doing work um, to, to create um, our, our solution so it will be able to, to work both the databases and blockchain and um, then on from that I um, came out of, of that company have a, had, had a, a CEO there now for the last sort of 18 months and started it was time for a change five years at that company time for a change and to, to build something new and came over and started Drive. So this is, we drive um, our background, most of the bulk of my team are from the Forex and Capital Markets. Uh, some of the folks, we've got about 10 or so people from our team here today. They've worked at, they work at JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, closer to home, Real Barclays, yeah, E-Trade. I mean, they, they all come from uh, financial institutions and heavy, heavy trading backgrounds. And we were, what brought us all together was a belief that the, the opportunity here in crypto trading, at least with tri markets, was to, uh, again, create that experience that would entice Forex traders to come over and use our, our exchange to trade. You talked about your other business in supply chain. You could, I suppose, have gone into creating a business that put supply chains mm-hmm. on, on the blockchain. On blockchain, yeah. Uh, but you, you decided against that. You, you went to the financial side. Why was that? We, um, so when, as an entrepreneur, and when you've got a company, you raise investment, you know, you really want to, my, my age starts with the four, so I feel uh, obviously a great responsibility for my investors' money. Um, starting with drive markets, I mean, it's not that we wouldn't potentially look at opportunities in supply chain. But the exchange business is very revenue, very revenue intensive. So by launching Drive with with Drive and launching multiple products that complement each other, by making the first one an exchange, it means the the company will be profitable this year in a very very short amount of time. And so for for our my investors, then I mean that's just it's. But doesn't it's that right way to I mean how can you be so? Com- doesn't that depend on how many people come along and use it, or are they already mm-hmm. doing? Oh, already, already doing so. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. how did you sort of? get them involved so quickly so we had um, again it's you know you take the forex market and traders are they want to to be able to trade crypto but they don't have the right exchange the right tools in place to be able to do that so we basically package something that would entice them 
um, and had a lot of great press about it, you know, as, as a result in more within the Forex industry, right? Tribe Markets is using as partner with these very large names in, in Forex uh, to provide the right infrastructure and, and trading experience so that Forex traders can come over and trade crypto in a familiar environment. So by really, we just gave our audience, we're giving our audience what they were already looking for. But when you put your sort of systems together mm-hmm. for this, I imagine it must be a, a mix of technical problems mm-hmm. and regulatory and financial problems. Mm-hmm. The latter being new in a way because of mm-hmm. crypto being part of the mix. That's right. How did you tackle those problems? I mean, it, it seems like a hugely complex area mm-hmm. where you could easily get tripped up. No, definitely. I'd, I'd like to say that we, in our sort of first three months of existence, we spent more money on legal than we, uh, before we'd even written any sort of code at all. Um, we worked Getting with, legal advice? Or? Yeah, yeah. No, so our lawyers are, are Faskin as well, who are sponsoring this conference. They're one of the top law firms in Canada. We also work with Deloitte. And we, between Faskin and Deloitte, uh, their advice to us is as we saw Malta start to come forward with, um, with a, a regulatory framework for crypto trading, um, just as same as Binance and, and OKX and so on. Other big exchanges then went to Malta to incorporate, either incorporate or put a subsidiary there that you had your exchange under. So to try and take advantage of some existing regulation. Um, again, as I say, it's being to be responsible to my investors, I have to make sure we don't get any legal surprises. Yeah, I mean, so it's a moving target as well, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, no, Malta had the, has the most sort of established framework in terms of legal and regulation. And so we um, went to Malta in uh, April of last year, pitched the government there, got approved. Um, so we're grandfathered under the licensing scheme now for crypto exchange drive markets as uh, permission under the MFSA in Malta to operate a crypto exchange. For the um, FX... So, sorry, so you, sorry. although you're in Vancouver, you're regulated out of Malta, is Yeah, that so we have a... Cana- the, the, our parent company is Canadian, yes. uh, the holding company, but our operations, in fact, are through two operating subsidiaries, one in Malta, which gives us uh, coverage under crypto regulation there, and then the second one is, in, uh, is out of the, the Seychelles, in fact, which is a popular jurisdiction for Forex but trading operations. But physically, you're all in Vancouver, is that right? No, we're a distributed team. So we're based oh. in six countries. Okay. Um, some of our team are in London. Um, I myself am in Vancouver. We have team now here. The new VP of Drive Markets, uh, Olaf, who we just hired, who's coming in to, to take over Drive Markets from me. Um, he's here in Toronto. But yeah, we've got a team that's, that's spread out around the world. And that's something... I've done it at my other companies and gotten pretty good at being distributed. Uh, eventually, Drive will probably end up with an office somewhere, but no, no need for it right now. And how many people have you got in the business at the moment then? We have, um, we're still small. We have uh, 15, 16 of us, but we're hiring, <laughs> hiring very aggressively. It's now, I think we're hiring for five open roles at the moment, um, and the team will continue to grow. So for us, it's about making sure that we a, our technology, our, our products can scale accordingly and that we're doing a great job in terms of maintaining team culture. We think of ourselves as a family. Because you're, you're, you're talking about creating a suite of products. Well, mm-hmm. you are creating a suite of products. Yeah. I mean, that is like starting a whole line of businesses, isn't mm-hmm. it, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, each one has its own successes and failures, They do, I exactly, yeah. I think the key thing is, you know, as a, a CEO, you have to... We, we, you want to make sure you're not a shiny object CEO and you're chasing after different opportunities without focus. There's strategy um, behind what we're doing with our products, for example. So Drive Pay, 
Um, we saw an opportunity to, to somewhat emulate what Ripple was doing, but remove some of the bottlenecks that they created, making adoption by financial institutions much easier by evident of the fact that we use the, the SWIFT data schema for, for sending payment instructions. But Drive Markets, as DrivePay launches later this year, um, if you want to send, for example, euros and the recipient is gonna, needs to receive Aussie dollars, for example, a currency exchange needs to occur, a trade needs to occur. So that's where Drive Markets sits in there. DrivePay is essentially a client of Drive Markets. And so it's important. If you have products like that that complement each other and earn each other revenue, it makes, you know, makes all the sense in the world. And then in terms of team, um, you have some team functions that are sort of overlapping between products. And then you have dedicated team, for example, Olaf now, uh, who again was at E-Trade and Oanda for, for many years, um, you know, decades of experience to come in and actually run Drive Markets, which lets me then focus on, on Drive Pay. But anything we build has to make sense, has to grow revenue, has to complement the products that we already have. I mean, finally, there are a lot of people in the BSV world who have great visions for uh, almost revolutionizing life as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just another sort of financial mm-hmm. product. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't mean to be disparaging, but I have a sort of funny feeling that your approach is to kind of subsume the crypto innovation within the existing world of the finance business. Is that, is that unfair or do you have sort of bigger visions than that? You know, I, <laughs> crypto. Maybe, here, maybe, maybe you think all that sort of highfalutin talk of the future and stuff is, we don't need to worry about that. I think in, when, when, you, when you have a business and you have products, you've got to think about your clients' needs first, right? And, and crypto, I feel, and the blockchain space is moving, we need evolution, not revolution. And so at the end of the day, this has to be compelling, right, to, to customers, to companies that are out there that are going to buy it's products. It's got to be useful tomorrow. It's got to be useful. It's gotta, otherwise, they're not going to pay for it. So, so you can dream up all these wondrous things, but if you don't have a customer at the end of it and you're not making any money, eventually you're going to go out of business. And, and so I think, you know, in terms of blockchain has tremendous use case for certain things, other things absolutely doesn't. It has no, there's just, it's no more, no, it, there's no advantages to blockchain over a traditional database. But there, there are use cases where it's really perfect. With that said, you and I can be using solutions in the future that we have no idea that they're on blockchain. And do we care? Probably not, as long as the app works fine and it's doing what it needs to. And um, we're, we're going to be happy, right? So... I think that, that, that's my thing. I think it's, it's evolution versus revolution. There'll be tremendous things that will happen where blockchain plays a, a real role and, and other use cases where it just doesn't make sense. So. Well, really good luck with, with your new business. And thank, you. thank you. Very thank you. Much. I appreciate thank you. that. Thanks very much to Kate Hiscox and thanks to you for listening. Please join me for another episode of CoinGeek Conversations next week.